Welcome back to another episode of Triple Threat Tuesday. I'm Ian, along with Nathan and Simon. How's it going, guys? Great. Pretty good, thanks. Pretty good, thanks. So, uh, today we have a special episode. Not because it's the last episode of the decade, but... Cause yeah, we're we already did that. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great success. Uh, we, we're actually in a two-mic room for today, because, uh, you know, switching things up. Sw- switching, <laughs> switching things up. But, I think we're going to jump in like the regular... We got. We had an exciting. Regular, regular. We have a. We have a pretty exciting uh, football game this weekend with the CLC Hawks beating the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, we we did make that one exciting, even though it did not happen. Yeah, you know, Seahawks proceed to exceed expectations. We beat teams we shouldn't beat and make games really close to teams that we uh, should have easily beat. So. Eleven and three, baby. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, honestly, dude. Yeah. 11 and, th- 11 and 3 is a very good record, and I think that the Carolina Panthers, I don't, I don't know why their record's so bad, but I don't think... Dude, when you, have, when you have, uh, what's yeah, his name? Yeah, they're actually good. Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey. They're not good. Christian McCaffrey's good. It's, hey, it's, think, it's also... For, for how young Kyle Allen is, I think that he's looking like a pretty solid quarterback. They're starting Will, Ga- um, Will Greer uh, next week. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, is it because Kyle Allen threw, like, three picks? Most likely. I don't even know who Will Greer is. And the Panthers are, like, is two and a hundred. Is the guy that went to West Virginia, maybe? Yes. Yes. Then I do know who that is. Yes, he's good, huh? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, But he wasn't even first team all Big 12. Kyler Murray was. Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but what's the Arizona Cardinals record right now? Kyler Murray was also a Heisman winner. Losing to a Heisman winner is fine. No, it's not. If you're going to lose to a Heisman winner, why don't you just win the Heisman? Facts. Thanks, guys. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, thinking about it. Oh, wait, actually, something that was crazy I really wanted to bring up when I was watching that game was, uh, you know, they do this one play that every I think any, every NFL team has done. Which, who's the other it's, it's the trick play, right? It's the sweep into uh, the wide receiver, and he throws it, right? Yeah. Every every NFL team has done that this year. Did Josh or, Gordon throw a pick off yeah, of that? Yeah, he threw a pick off of that. After, like, so the Seahawks... Uh, That's probably all the drugs he was on. He did get banned. We will get into that later. Okay. But uh, he uh, pretty much... Actually, he had to be like, like literally players li- to throw a pick. Literally, right after, right after a drive was pretty much overturned because the Panthers decided to do that exact play with Christian McCaffrey, the Seahawks were like, "You know what? We're driving in their territory. You want to be a real Josh Gordon do it too? Like, I cannot imagine. I mean, I cannot imagine him being a good football thrower. Yeah, actually, why? Why? I mean, he's tall, but I mean, if we're doing a reverse to anybody, why would we do it to Gordon? Because he's fast. If yeah, but like we have don't call him the Flash for no reason. Mm, maybe they do. Except that he takes Roy, so he's faster. But yeah, rest in peace, Josh Gordon. Yeah, I don't really feel bad for him though because he's gotten like five second chances. Yeah, so. but like I, I think it's, it's also the Roy's. idea of an addiction, which is kind of hard to break. Is I, he? A, can you be addicted to steroids? It's not steroids. It's marijuana. I actually think I you can said, because it, it it's marijuana. I thought it was, no, it was performance. Oh, it was. Drugs. Oh, yeah. So this time it was steroids. But those are addicting. Oh, they are. Because it like boosts. Well, I'm not going to do steroids or anything. I just do research on them, guys. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. The because it still works. Yeah. yeah. But, um... Finding new things out on yeah. Triple Threat Tuesday to my groom edition. <laughs> exactly. But, 
performance-enhancing drugs opens up your, like, hormones again, which makes you want to work out more, which, like, it also just, addicts like, you to, like, working out. Working out, almost, and, like, think, wanting I to get I think it more. also just, like, gets you up to, like, such a high level that, like, to, to stay at that level that you yeah. got. Yeah, and then once you start coming down, you become depressed. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah so... Kind of rest in peace, Josh Gordon. <laughs> but you a know, lot of this... people, a lot of people are saying that he's probably not going to make a a return to the NFL, which would be pretty sad because at one point he was probably the best wide receiver in the league. Yeah, I mean, like a, at one point, point, like early this year, he was dominant. Well, too. I mean, think about it. Think about his it. first he's game; he had constant... like 100 yards, a touchdown. He's constantly in and out of the league, and I mean, if you think about any other player, if they're constantly in and out of the league, they're not going to be able to perform that well. But Josh Gordon, oh, really? on the other hand, is like, thank you. Has been really like a mm-hmm. solid player. Like, no, he, he was playing pretty bad for the Patriots. Like for a solid stretch of time, that's why they cut him. We gave me like, and he got caught. Like, oh wait, did they cut him or did he get caught earlier? Yeah, I, I think he just got straight up cut. Oh really? That's probably when he was like, all right, I need to up my game. But I think also yeah, the Patriots scheme yeah. doesn't really work with He's... Gordon because you know the Patriots are kind of dink and dunk. Yeah. Short passes to Edelman. Mm-hmm. More short passes dink to Edelman. A little more short passes to Edelman, and then the occasional like run outside. No, but Gordon hasn't been cut from the Seahawks yet, correct? He hasn't been cut. I thought he has been. I don't think he has been yet. I don't think he has been yet. I don't think that they can keep a player that. Yeah, they can. Like Like, look at the Browns. I'm looking at them. They they didn't cut Gordon until like they had him. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Oh oh oh, but but he he's I I was just thinking like he's like not playing, but. Yeah, I, I hear what you mean. You know, he's still part of the organization, but he's not allowed to play. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah but he's still occupying play. a spot on the roster. Yeah, yeah. I God. wonder. I, I hope they do bring him back. I Just give him one had, more I wish opportunity. That he had an impact, dude. Okay, but he's yeah, had like he's three had more. Many. And and and, and like many. maybe you'd bring him back like if he was like. Maybe you'd bring him back if he was like a ridiculous talent, but at this point in his career, he just doesn't look like he's going to be able to even add that much to your roster and with all the yeah. trouble. That you have to go through just to brings like, a bad rep to your franchise. Bad rep to the franchise, and you just don't even know if he's gonna have a really positive impact at this point. No, I mean, uh, okay. frustrating stuff. I know it really is, but one, it's not. You we got to, DK, so he's the younger yeah. version of Josh Gordon. Yeah, no, DK's actually a monster. He is, dude. He's the second best receiver on our team. Who's the first? Yeah, Tyler Lockett. Was yeah, that true. supposed to be like a? Well, I mean, he was a rookie, and I mean, he was coming in. He was coming into the league. I thought it was Miles Turner. I could have sworn it was Miles Turner. Dude, he was coming into the Malik league. Turner. Or Malik Turner. Yeah, it was a Miles Turner. Uh, okay. Well, I, uh, but he was coming into the league, and everyone was like, on, let's talk "Well, about he can't Taysom run routes in here." Let's talk about okay, Taysom okay. Hill. Whatever, Taysom Hill. Want to talk about him anyways. Wait, don't you mean the Saints' next savior, past Drew Brees? Oh, oh, you're saying that he's no, dude. I think it's going to be Teddy Bridgewater. I don't even think that Taysom Hill is going to be the quarterback when Drew Brees leaves. But I think that Taysom Hill is an absolute beast. And Dude, I he think does everything. That they should probably get him in a spot where he can play every single snap on every single down because he's just a very talented athlete. He should just be a center. Yeah, I, no. feel like, I feel like he could be a tight end if you put on some weight. Yes. Dude, no, he wouldn't even him an eligible weight. tackle. Yeah, do make him That'd an eligible sick. tackle. <laughs> No, dude, I could totally see him playing, like, on the defense, like, a strong safety or something. Dude, who's Alvin Kamara? Just toss him in that running back, dude. Alvin Kamara was being a bum. He had a Alvin bum Kamara season. Trash. Yeah, he had a really bad season. Dude, I, I, I know, I think that, okay. dude, okay, like, when you look yeah. back on his college career at Tennessee, he was, was not impressive at all. 
I think that he had like one amazing season, and I think that he's kind of returned down to like his true self. Yeah. <coughs> I no. couldn't agree more with that statement. Um, you know, Alpha Kamara's. Who was, else? Who else so, did that, dude? Uh, There's been a couple guys. That Reggie Bush. Um, I see. Well, Reggie I mean, Bush was nasty. Though. It was like yeah, Todd, but he Gurley, like, Todd Gurley from oh, freshman yeah. to sophomore season yeah. in the NFL. And then he got good again, and then he got bad again. Yeah, um, yeah dude. Because of like, his... Would you consider Darren Sproles? Actually, Darren Sproles was really good. Darren Sproles was, yeah, was bang good. I, mean, I think Reggie Bush just was never really good. Yeah, he was. He no. was always crazy, dude. dude. He, he was the he, best player in college football history. Well, I mean, Changed my mind. In college football history, in college football, but I don't think he was ever, like, right. insane. I'm sure he was. Who's better? Um, what's his name? The guy no. that went to Oklahoma State that was a legendary running back, but I can't think of his name. Barry right Sanders? Now. Barry Sanders was the best. College back ever? He had like the most rushing yards and like some other crazy stats. I'll look it up. I'll, okay, okay. I'll, okay, I'll, that, I'll that's, do some research and get back to you on that. That is fair. Uh, Barry Sanders was nasty, but he was also nasty in the NFL. But like Reggie Bush, dude, if you ever watch like highlights of him, I know he's crazy. Like he was the most elusive player that I had ever seen. People were saying he's the next Barry Sanders. But he wasn't. But he wasn't. He was but, never. But why were they saying that? Because he was super elusive in college. Yeah. I'm but talking about the best college back. Yeah, but I'm saying NFL production. Kind of yeah, whatever. The best Who cares about the NFL? football running back at the moment? CJ2K. Really at good. the moment, dude. You know Chuba Hubbard won um, first team All-American? Yeah. Who? Why is that surprising? Well, I mean, he's one of those guys that just popped off this season. Like, No, I don't think so. He's He's been around for a little bit. He I've, has? Like, I've, I've never heard I've of him until he had like 1,000 yards a season. No, I've... I've I've known the name. He's a Canadian. He is? Okay. Yeah. I, I had no idea. I mean, I knew Jonathan Taylor. He's been in, like, college football for so long and, like, dominating. He's he's about to get a 2,000-yard season this year. And he's, like, 20 touchdowns. Jeez. He's nasty. He's also only that a sophomore. Man, he is? Jonathan Taylor? No. Chuba oh, Hubbard. Chuba Hubbard. Oh, really? Jonathan Taylor's a junior. Dude, Jonathan Taylor's going to be a top five pick this year. Um, and to if who? He is, to who? To who? Who has the top five picks? No, he's not going to be a top five pick. He should be a top five pick, dude. The guy. In my opinion, this is be an he is the draft. yeah, dude. In my opinion, Jonathan Taylor's the the best player in college football at the moment. Yeah, I sure just don't pay attention to drafts anymore. There's some super good running backs though. There like is. just to name a couple, Chuba Hubbard has become house, household household name. So is Jonathan Taylor, J.K. Dobbins. A lot of people know. Yeah, him. He's Travis Etienne. Yeah, Travis Etienne's an absolute beast. There's a lot of really. Wait, good if you names. think about, it, do I don't think there's like. If you compare, like, busts, I feel like the running back category has the least amount of busts. That's because if you're a good running back, you're a good running back. Like, always. Dang, like, 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 them. No, like, like running backs, like, obviously the defense gets faster, but also your own line gets faster. So, like, yeah, holes will open up, and it's, you're going to get through the hole, and then it's just a matter of a few games to getting through the hole and then making people miss again. Like, you've been yeah. able to do your whole college career running over people. At quarterback, it's like, it's a whole the game speeds up, but you don't speed up with the game. You're you're expected yeah. to adjust, and some people can't adjust, so that's why there's more QB busts. Yeah, you know, and same with well, wide mean, receivers. Yeah. Like like at running back, um, the guys in front of you adjust as well as you. Yeah. So wide receiver is just you. Quarterback is just you. Yeah. Okay, I gotta share one of my biggest pet peeves as of recently, and there's two players that absolutely are the definition of this. Um, it's the players that like. They're running backs that like don't hit like the holes fast. Instead, they like kind of like wait for like something to open up. 
it's it's not even like fun to watch and also they make it just like so dangerous on like third downs and stuff like when it's short and then they like wait a minute and then they go for it i just don't think that's very efficient and Le'Veon bell and um marlon mack both do that and it's just like not effective i beg to differ oh because you're running back yourself yes i I mean, I know, I, there's I, pulling. There's pulling. Like, wait, they straight up yeah. like, wait behind the line. Like, because there's pulling. There's pulling guards and stuff. Like there's people pulling, and that's what we don't see. So like, if you hit the hole too fast, there's just no one there. So there's like pulling guards. So you're almost waiting for your man to get through the hole before you do, and it is really hard to wait like that because you just feel like you're gonna get clobbered or nothing's gonna be there. But I mean, I, I see what like, you mean. Like, yeah, I see what you mean. Because it, it works. It does it work. It looks like it looks like they're just like hesitant, like they're waiting. But yeah. I feel like a lot of the time, like, I feel like that's why we see um, people like Chris Carson who, like, they straight up, like, they give themselves some running space and then they just hit the hole as fast as they possibly can. Yeah. And same with, like, Ezekiel. They just go, like, head first into it. There's another thing, like, I'm sure Le'Veon Bell, he doesn't take a false step, so he has time to wait. I'm sure. I've never looked. But if you watch Chris Carson run, he will probably take a step backwards before he goes forwards. Oh, just, just give him some, Just like, extra to give time. himself time. So, so like, as, like, a running back, you're looking at, like, the holes in the offensive line, like, before you even get the ball in your hand? Yeah, because you know exactly where you want to go, and you know exactly who. Like, me this year, I knew exactly who was pulling, exactly where I wanted to go. In the first game, I was hitting the holes as hard as I can and not waiting, so I was beating my linemen. And then I was told to wait, so I started waiting like Le'Veon Bell, and it kind of worked, but it made me really nervous. So you think that, like, back steps? So, yeah, I started taking a step backwards and almost, like, pausing, and then I hit the holes as hard as I can. Giving everyone time to get upfield, but 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 you don't like expect like the middle linebackers to be blocked, do you? Um, their schemes, they they're supposed to be blocked. Like in almost every single scheme, they're supposed to be blocked. Now people mess it up almost every single play, but yeah, I mean, that's some that's some insight from our varsity running back on the show, <laughs> Nathan Buchan. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be right back. Come back to Triple Threat. Tuesday, I'm Ian, back with Nathan and Simon. I think Nathan has a very interesting scenario he wants to set up for you guys, so just just tune in really quick. Yeah, so I got an interesting question. Football games and soccer games and all that is played by, uh, you play the whole game, and then you go into overtime, you play a couple overtimes. But college football, once you get in overtime, you start at the 20-yard line, you're going in, you got to get 20 yards for a touchdown. So you're automatically in field goal range when you start. No. Um, soccer, like PKs, as you saw the national championship a couple nights ago, Georgetown was playing Virginia. That went into PKs, and Georgetown ended up winning. Now, obviously that does have some skill. Both of them have some yeah. skill, but there's a lot of luck involved. Like, a lot. So, I I, I've, I don't know if that's, like, the proper way to judge. Like, ob- obviously you can't play, like, a nine-hour game, but is that the proper way to judge who the better team is, especially in a big game like the national championship? Well, first, I want to say I I, uh, I think this is kind of connected to your point, but I heavily, heavily dislike... I feel like that's just such a light term for what I, I believe in, but I heavily dislike the way the NFL does overtime. Really? Because I don't like the idea that, essentially, the game is decided on a coin toss. Yeah. And uh, the idea yeah. that... If you get the ball and score, you're gonna. I, yeah, but you can also get stopped. I and if you get stopped, even a field goal wins. I like, and I'm talking college football too. Yeah, I agree that I don't like the way that um like just football play or NFL football overtimes go. Um, but that's not because like I think that it's totally like fair, like coin toss and all that. Like you just gotta have trust in your defense either way. I don't like the fact that if a team goes down the field and scores, 
that like the other team like might not even have like a chance to. Yeah, like, I just don't like the idea that there's no response. I, that's why I think the PK system is a really good system. I mean, that's only usable in soccer because yeah. you have a chance to you respond. Kick field goal, kick extra points. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, maybe like for the NFL and college football, like in college football, it's it's like you run one bad play because you're unlucky or something, and then all of a sudden you've messed everything up and you turn the ball over and they have it at the 20 yard line and literally you can just kick a sh- kick a chip shot from right there and the game's over. So maybe you back them up to the 40, so they're out of field yeah. goal range. And now you well, actually have to drive down the field. You have to actually get to the end. You actually like have to show you, you have an offensive you, you talent. Know and the I defense think, has a chance now. You want to know what I think? I think in the NFL, or instead of overtime, it's, it's similar to a PK sheet. You start them at the five-yard line, the uh, opposing team's five-yard line, and you pretty much you have to score on that play. And if you don't score, then it's the other person's turn. And so it's just they, like two-point conversions? Yeah, essentially two-point conversions mm-hmm. until. I don't know. Yeah, but like again, like you how get, are you like weighing defense almost in that? Like I think that I think that what you have to like think about is that like these like the 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 overtime rules for football and PK shootouts for soccer have existed for like such a long time that it, that it's not like it's not like yeah well it, it's it's not just like that it's it's more like it's part of the game so it's like if you're a good soccer team. You probably as well have really good PK takers. Yeah, that's just that's just yeah, like yeah. part of the territory. Like it's just another strength. Just like having fast, quick players, you also have players that are like really good at the spot and taking PKs. Yeah, I mean, and obviously, like it's effective because it's been used for so long, and the national championship was decided on it. Yeah, and there's been championships for football, I'm sure, that have been decided in overtime. Um, yeah, like Matt Hasselbeck's famous words: "We want the ball, and we're gonna score." Oh, Those yeah. are pick six, and like the Seahawks, Seahawks out of the game. playoffs. Also, remember, so, like, every so, Seahawks game ever. So, I mean, obviously, like, in overtime is the most exciting thing to watch in sports. It's P- also... PKs, like, I never watch soccer. If I hear PKs are on, I'm turning it on. Like, hockey, like, I don't watch hockey, but once like, once they go into shootouts and stuff, yeah, like, that, that I am crazy. so interested. And, like, college football, like, when Oregon beat... When Oregon lost to Wazoo a couple of years back, like, Wazoo scored, and then Oregon, like, shot themselves in the foot and missed a snap. And they got drove back to like the thirty-five, and then they were forced to like, like they tightened up, and then they had to like beat them, and they couldn't beat them at home, and it was like a huge deal. Like, it's I it's the like, most I interesting like, thing to watch, but does it measure the better team? Uh, wait, I, I just want to ask something first. I feel like any like point of any sports competition, the last like kind of like final drive, final push, like final two minutes, that's like the most exciting thing to watch, more more or less than overtime. Yeah, because I think. With re- relatively any sport, just the ending is way like a tight game. So the ending is super fun to watch, especially like. Hear me out. This might be kind of like, a uh, kind of a long shot, but uh, I used to watch like golf, like not 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 super heavily, but uh, I remember I would always watch like the last like five minutes of the guys or like the last um, hole, and that that was always the craziest thing to watch because you see like these guys are like. Pretty exhausted, and <laughs> I mean, exhausted. Well, I mean, because it's a big mental game, right? Yeah. But when you see that someone like, because it, it, you don't, you don't see it add up, but when you see on the last one, I can't remember who it was, but uh, ah, shoot, I remember it was the first time um, he he signed by Under Armour. I, I oh Jordan Spieth is it Jordan Spieth? Uh something like that. Spieth when he won. Pretty much, uh, whoever he was going as hit a nice drive, uh, almost all the way into the hole, 
and pretty much Spieth was pretty much not going to be able to win. And the dude just misses his putt. Oh, no. And it's just, it opens everything up. And I think with every sport, it's kind of just like crazy to watch that like final ending, especially when they mess up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, I'm thinking back right now to last year when um, LSU played Texas A&M and their, like, rivalry game and stuff. Like, that went into seven overtimes. The final score was 74 to 72. Now was now was number 24 ranked, like, 8-4, and four, Texas A&M, really better than, like, Joe Burrow and the LSU Tigers, which were have been a powerhouse for I think this whole seven, decade. Like I think if you go seven overtimes, then no. Nah, but there's some plays there where um, Mund for uh, the quarterback for A and M, Mond, whatever. He's he's running around like running in circles, literally throws it up, and it's like a one-handed catch, or like well, I mean, or like I mean, in the two-point conversion to win. He runs right, turns back around, rolls left. And throws a bolt into the end zone, and it's just blown coverage, and they won the game because of that two-point conversion. Well, I mean, I think the thing is, if you... <laughs> but then LSU came out the next day and, like, smacked on uh, UFC. Well, I, I think the thing is, if you go seven overtimes, then, you know, you kind of, like, you gave them a chance to try. I think if they win it right there, uh-huh. they win it. They I mean, won. obviously, it's well-deserved, yes. Yeah, I mean, I think they're the better team at that situation. They were more prepared to go into a game longer. I just don't think that it really measures it if you go first drive and then mm-hmm. they score. Yeah. But then the counter-argument to that is that if you're the better team, you shouldn't have let it go to overtime. That is true. I'm going to go back to, we played Lake Washington this year in football. I don't know if you're at that game. But we went into two or three overtimes. Yeah. And we had them fourth down and five, and they ran a um, uh, a QB pitch to the running yeah. back, and he threw the ball. And he threw it, and it went over Will Wheeler's head, and Will had his hand up like this. Yeah. And the kid's hands were in between like this. And the kid put it, like, just reached back, literally tips the ball up, and then catches it while keeping only one foot in bounds and falls out of bounds. And that was to take the lead, and then we just couldn't come back and score. Jeez. Like, because we came back, and we tried. We missed the throw. Um, We blew some offensive line coverages, um, myself included. And then just like that, the game was over because we ran – three bad plays in a row. Well, they got lucky with one good play. But if you look at the offensive yards, the rushing yards, and the passing yards, like, we were leading them. Well, I think... Like, we had, like, 400 yards, and they didn't. Luck luck favors the prepared. And I think even if... It's that kind of clutch factor that even if you don't play up to standards during the game, it's it's final. It's the end score, right? Uh Uh-huh, yeah. As long as you sit here... I mean... It's not like it, it, you're determining it on it's a, if it's a bad call, right? If it's mm-hmm. like a pass interference, it wasn't a pass interference, right? Yeah, yeah. So, it, I mean, if they get lucky one time, then, I mean, they got lucky one time, and, you know? Yeah, I mean, they get, I mean, it's just like, maybe if we would have, like, I don't know. I don't even know, like, how, what the alternative would be. I'm just like, you can send, you could send, um, who's the worst team in the Pac-12? Like, you could, you could send... Arizona out and play Alabama or LSU and or Oregon State and start them both at the 20 yard line and Oregon State's running back could bust out a 20 yard run and then all of a sudden Joe Burrow comes out and throws a pick and the game is over so like it's just like a game of like I I don't really know like what the alternative would be I just like thought of it today when I was at breakfast yeah you know I think wow, dude. 
Thanks, Simon. Man, you know, yeah, I, I really think uh, it, it's it's a, definitely like a weird system, but it's just been in place for so long that I think it's kind of hard to um, kind of just decide what your next step is going to be in order to change the system. I I think that wraps it up for this segment of Triple Threat Tuesday. We're gonna jump right in after this song by Diamo, or is it? Yeah, I don't know the song. Tiamo. Tiamo by, by, uh, Phoenix. by Phoenix. Welcome back to Triple Threat Tuesday. Guys, want to know something crazy? It's the 30th anniversary of The Simpsons? That is crazy, Nathan. Dude, I, I just want to say, that that's that's such a, like, a wild milestone to achieve. Because, you know, oh, most shows, baby, most shows baby, don't have 30 years yeah. of episodes. I mean... That's true. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I mean, can you can you name another show that's been going on as long as The Simpsons has? Family Guy. No, no. Definitely no. not. Family Guy. iCarly. <laughs> Victorious. Feels like modern family. SpongeBob. SpongeBob. SpongeBob, maybe. I don't think SpongeBob. Family Guy is 1999. Oh, I've got one. Uh, King of the Hill. That thing is always on. <laughs> <laughs> South Park. South Park. No, not South Park. Or, or maybe, maybe no, South Park was two thousand early two thousands. Um, I feel like King of the Hill. Was King of the Hill has been there forever, <laughs> dude. I feel like nineteen ninety seven, but Simpsons. I feel like is much. Simpsons. Like, Nineteen ninety or nineteen eighty nine. Wow, thirty seasons, dude. My mom watched there's, that. Ah, uh, let me think about it. There's got to be another one. At least. Dude, there's Monday Night Football. Oh yeah, yeah. I feel Boom. Like, Monday Night Football. I feel like Monday Night Football was only... How long? No, it's definitely been around forever. What about Sunday Night Football? What about what about football? Yeah, Monday Night Football is <laughs> just 1970. God, you guys are idiots. God. I mean, you guys are the worst. Um, I'm sure that some persons had like a cooking show forever. No Well, way. if you know of any shows, call in, please. What's your favorite show right now, Nathan? Hmm. Hmm. I, I've been watching All American on the CW. Is it in the second season? Yeah, second season started. Oh, I'm waiting for it to come out on Netflix. Dude, CW, no ads. It's kind of clean. Oh, so you don't get commercials? Yeah, wait, you can just wait. Like, wait, what is CW? It's All American. It's, uh, it's about this. It's like a true story. You know what? Go through the plot of All American. I love that show, man. That, that's All crazy. American's a good show. So. And does does that does that girl that was friends with Todd redeem herself? Like, what's oh, going on, spoiler. dude? Spoiler. No, we don't do spoilers. Yeah, don't man. Do spoilers. Dude, that was crazy. That, we can do spoilers. That's a crazy show. We can do spoilers. No, okay, here. Yeah, I don't want to watch it, so don't let me, spoil it. Let me enter. Let me enter it. Wait, are they like scheming or something? Todd? Wow. Who's Todd? Todd, um, the guy that um Wait, no, you gotta go way back. I don't even know who Todd is. Okay, so I don't even so, know. Who so, Todd so, is. so 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 pretty much pretty much what's the guy's name? The all the, the, the guy. All American. All American? That's yeah. uh Dude, I just like, I forgot his name. But there's this football player that grew up in Crenshaw, and he's been growing up yeah. there his whole life. And then from oh Spencer, 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 he's a really generic yeah. name. Yeah, and then the um, is this a, is this a true story. True story. It's a true, true story. story. Uh, and like in all his games, there's like shootings and stuff, and it's like super crazy. But he like he like balls out, and he's like a super good wide receiver. And then the Beverly Hills coach, like super rich neighborhood, comes and him and his mom like um dated, I guess, back in the day. Who's Spencer's mom and then the Beverly Hills coach dated, but oh, they wait, like wait, broke wait. up. Before we go, before they we like go broke up, far, but, but she she gets 
the Beverly Hills coach to come watch her son, and then the Beverly Hills coach likes her son, so that they illegally move him into the Beverly Hills. Illegally? Yes. House. So it's like recruiting. It's not like, like who um, is this player? Is this a real person? Yeah, yeah he's Spencer Pacinger. Spencer Pacinger. Like, I think he played the, the NFL. And he stuff. played for the Giants. Oh, he did. He was like, he's like super insane, but he goes to Beverly and he like balls out and stuff. But like back but home, like, like he had his like friend. Then you then you get like yeah. the base of like tension between like the star quarterback, yeah, the star, yeah, the the star, star wide receiver, star wide receiver, and then you get like a ton of stuff about how the star wide receiver has like family problems, all that stuff. Yeah, and he's like trying to scheme against um, Spencer. And then, yeah. but like Spencer's life back home, like he left like one of his friends, and yeah. she's like, like after he left, she had nowhere to turn, so she like got into the gangs and stuff, yeah. and like started scheming against people. Dude, I just and then like we, one of her best it. friends was killed, and now she's scheming against the guy that killed him. And then, and then she's also going through, yeah. and then she's also going through a ton of like, um, what is it, uh, like family issues as well, because yeah. she's, uh, what is it, she's a lesbian, and her family's very religious. Yeah, so she can't like go home anymore. Yeah, like but uh, where's where's the first season end? Because I've been watching. It, it it ends as she has a really good friend named Todd who's in the gang, and he gets out of the gangs. Oh, and then right when he gets out of the gang, he's going home to grab his daughter and leave and start a new life for himself. And Todd rolls up on him and shoots him because they're in like the Bloods and the Crips and stuff. And so Todd shoots him, and then um, what's her name? Uh, her well. The girl Dude, you are that was friends. Well, this is first. Well, this season. is the first season, man. We're talking about the second season. Yeah, I could go. But in that's where it ended. I've seen the first season. That's where it ended, and now she's like, and she got really mad, and now she's trying to. Uh, she, she like starts scheming. No, that's um. She's bad. Yeah, she is. <laughs> that's uh, that's Spencer's girlfriend. Oh. Yeah. Spencer's girlfriend. Uh huh. Don't you mean? Oh, yeah, that's sister. No, no, no. Shut up, cousin. No, no, no. I was gonna. I was going in. Uh, it it kind of spoils next season. Wife? No. Let, let's take it back like four steps. But uh, um, I, I don't know. I've watched it, dude. Now I'm gonna have to go home and watch this. But I've had so much tests going on and stuff. Like, shoot, I'm just gonna watch it all over break, bro. Oh. Oh snap! He's gonna dude, it's not it Todd. It's Tyrone. Dude, okay. Morris. No, it's it's I, Todd. I, wait, 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 Todd wait. killed Tyrone. Let me say something. Oh. Okay, dude, I've done that exact same thing where you just use a break to just watch a TV show. That makes your break go by way too fast. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Every day feels like one episode. You just fly through them. Unless you watch all 15 in one day. Yeah. No, I watched a whole TV series the day before my finals. My finals didn't go well. <laughs> I don't know why you do that. Yeah, no, straight up, really? whenever I watch yeah, TV, it goes by way too fast. But it also yeah, makes a week go by faster. Fine. How long are the episodes? An hour? Mm, like 40 minutes. And what's CWA or whatever? C- the CW. It's CW? Just TV channel. Yeah, it's just like an app on... There's an app on your phone, on the app store. But it's like... um. Well, I can't I can't remember what's an abbreviation for. So they have the whole season on there? Uh, Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Okay, well, I'm going to have to get on that. Yeah, dude. It's... Uh, oh, it's... Um, I think it's just called the CW. Um, Yeah, no. Do you want me to go into the second season a little bit? Yeah, just give me like a summary of the second season. Don't spoil anything, obviously, for our listeners, but... Oh, so you're not going to watch it? You just want a summary now? No, well, just, no, really no. Give me like a background. Like, as the second season starts, Spencer's looking at his senior year to become it's not, the it's not biggest his, okay. recruit in the nation. <clears throat> well, the second season pretty much picks off, picks up right after the... Or like a month after the national championship. And you have pretty much... the re- It's less football, I guess. You see, you see way less football in terms of like, I mean, outside of the first couple episodes, but they're doing like this small like 
fo- like flag football league, like light contact. Uh-huh. And then you get introdu- uh, introduced to... Uh, uh, what's his name was introduced, right? During the end of first season. Uh, Spencer is... Dad, his yeah, dad. His dad. His dad gets introduced into the second season, more or less. And then you also see... Uh, it's not really a spoiler because he comes in at the first episode. Uh-huh. But you see Spencer's... Uh, not really his brother, but it's um, kind of his brother to to Sam. Yeah, and he he's a good football player. Yeah, uh, he was apparently in the show like he was ranked like seventy something in the nation. His little brother? No, his, his uh, other brother. He's another brother. Kind of not not like biological, but the guy he lives with, the yeah. quarterback. Yeah, the quarterback. Oh, so he was really good. Yeah, but it's not. Uh, it's not. It's not the. He comes. He comes with his dad, pretty much. Uh huh. But uh, and then you also see the introduction of the Booster Club president. Uh, I can't remember his name, but pretty much he's a Beverly Hills Booster Club president, and he's a. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. I can't remember if uh, he, the girl, his uh, the Booster Club's president's like daughter, was introduced at mm-hmm. all. Yeah. But uh, he's pretty much. It's a whole thing about like starting a dynasty at Beverly. That's kind of that. cool. And then they won the state championship. Yeah, yeah. and then you also see uh, what's her name? What's uh, Spencer's friend's name at back at Crenshaw? I don't know the girl. Yeah, I don't know her name. It's like Raquel or something. I don't think it's Raquel. Rachel. No, I don't know. Like, shh. Yeah, I I know it's like a really uh. Uh, shoot, I can't remember what name, uh, what's her name, but pretty much she goes into, uh, more of the music industry, which is uh-huh. cool. Her music, uh, the, what's her name? Oh, Tamaya. Tamaya, yeah. Her, uh, her, her, her music career kind of, like, takes off, like, in a sense, but it's, um, she, the, this, uh, soundtrack that they used for her music was really good. Like uh-huh. really, really good. I I really enjoyed it. And then also you see a lot of like big changes in terms of plot. I think this season what this the second season, there were some episodes I really didn't like, but there were some episodes I really, really did yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. I felt like I don't know. There there was uh a good like two like episodes where it was just like really, really solid. I and mean, there's a lot of really good character building. Just it's a really good like second season, I think. Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch it. So I think that's gonna wrap it up for Triple Threat Tuesday. We talked a little about Seahawks, where they stand in the NFL right now. A little bit about Taysom Hill, you know, how he's gonna be the next uh, Saints savior. Yeah. Uh, we also talked about PKs and overtime changes in college football and college soccer and just sports in general and how how we kind of enjoy that last minute feeling. Yes. And then we we ended up with. Uh, Kind of a weird subject, but uh, a really solid TV show for you guys who, uh, for you guys to watch. Uh, All American is out on the CW. You can also watch it on Netflix. It's a, it's a really solid show. Me and Nathan have uh, kind of been kind of, kind of been enjoying it lately. Yes. So you can catch Triple Threat Tuesday, however, every single Tuesday from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Actually, we won't be live for I think this next two weeks. Yeah, not until the new year. Not until the new year because we got a uh, Christmas uh, January seventh. Tune back in. So uh, we we wish you a uh, happy holidays for whatever whatever you celebrate. Have a have a really good break. Make sure you eat a lot 
If you spend time with family, thank you for listening to Triple Threat Tuesday. Last show of the decade. Yeah. Uh-